the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Why are we still living under an emergency? Why do we still have the federal government operating under emergency use authorization procedures? What is the emergency exactly? Is the emergency the 100,000-plus opioid overdoses? Is the emergency the fact that we have a lost generation of children in our schools? Why does the government still have emergency use authorization powers? And why did we give that to them in the first place? Well, our reaction to the Fauci virus from the very beginning was inappropriate. It was wildly immature and unconstitutional. The lockdowns did nothing to stop the spread of the virus, did nothing to actually help us better prepare. The lockdowns were nothing more than a wealth transfer scheme from working people to the ruling class. $3.8 trillion was transferred from the muscular class to the Zoom and Skype class, to the new oligarchs, to the vaccine billionaires, to the tech billionaires. The emergency use authorization was also used to get the vaccine approved because if there are reliable treatments, if there are reliable prophylactic treatments, then the vaccine cannot be approved under emergency use authorization. And yet, despite the data coming in, example after example, of how the most vaccinated countries in the world are experiencing record rates of infection and record rates of transmission, we are seeing our leaders do the opposite. Not talk about treatments, not talk about how they can better provide their citizenry with the information to actually prevent them from getting seriously infected from the Fauci virus. For example, in Ireland, Ireland has a massive COVID outbreak right now. Do you know that 99.5 of all adults over the age of 18 in Waterford are now fully vaccinated? And yet in Ireland, they are seeing a record spike in virus infections. How about in Austria? Now they're saying that unvaccinated people will be formally asked to get vaccinated starting February 15th. Those who fail to do so will face penalties. In Germany, they are locking down the unvaccinated at night. And we have our own version of tyranny that has now arrived here, and it's already been here using that same sort of emergency use authorization. And this is for all of our friends on WABC on the dial in New York City. 
Breaking today, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. How much longer is this guy mayor? I thought they elected Eric Adams. It must happen in January or something. He announces that he's going to mandate the vaccine for private sector workers. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio has issued what he calls a preemptive strike, mandating the vaccine to all private sector employees in New York City. He says, we've got Omicron as a new factor. We've got the colder weather, which is really going to create additional challenges with the Delta variant, he says. We've got holiday gatherings. We in New York City have decided to use a preemptive strike to really do something bold to stop the future growth of COVID. Now, we've had Daniel Horowitz on our program. We've had Dr. Malone on our program. The evidence is actually pointing towards this vaccine being a leaky vaccine that is not actually doing what they said it was going to do. It could actually be potentially contributing to the transmission and the spread. That's Daniel Horowitz and Dr. Malone that are saying that. And for all of you listening on 77 on the dial in New York City, maybe you're vaccinated, maybe your friends are. But why do you think that there is a growing sense of skepticism towards this vaccine? Maybe because vaccinated people are getting just as sick, if not more sick. And studies are showing, this is Alex Berenson from the United Kingdom. Vaccinated English adults under 60 are dying at twice the rate of unvaccinated people the same age. Let me say that again. According to Alex Berenson and publicly available information from the United Kingdom, vaccinated English adults under 60 are dying at twice the rate of unvaccinated people the same age. This is accounting for age, everybody. Why isn't that being covered by the media? No, instead... New York City is saying that we are going to require this for private sector workers. We are going to require this for taxi drivers. We're going to require this for minimum wage workers, which, of course, is a disproportionate impact towards black and Hispanic communities. And look, we on this program, we're not exactly ones to ever indulge in the nonsense of systemic racism. But if there ever was an argument to say that a policy is going to disproportionately hurt or affect a certain community, it would be a vaccine mandate in New York City. And isn't it interesting, as we play around on the show, of the question of this matters more than that, because the left, they have to always wrestle with what is the most important issue on their victim oppression Olympics hierarchy. For example, the trans issue has more social currency than the race issue. But isn't it interesting, as Black Lives Matter was marching in the streets, as Kyrie Irving, who I still don't think is playing for the Brooklyn Nets because he refuses to get vaccinated, he was cast aside as a lunatic because the technocratic, scientific, unelected elite, they matter more than racial grievances. And for the black people out there that are listening to this program or that are on the left, you guys have been played. They don't care about your complaints in your community they don't care about your grievances they use the energy and the social moral currency of being able to call white people racist despite no evidence of that whatsoever to then be able to translate that into further control but when it actually comes to a point that is an intersection which gets a higher priority on the left pfizer 
or BLM? It's not even close. Pfizer does. You see, what's happening in New York City with Bill de Blasio now mandating the vaccine for private sector workers, I wish I was surprised I'm not. This is all about setting the precedent to establish a new baseline. They want to move the window. They want to move the Overton window of what is once deemed radical and unthinkable to now acceptable and policy. This is all about laying the groundwork for future status governmental interventions to micromanage and to control your life. And I'm going to reemphasize the question I started with. Why are we accepting that this is still an emergency? It's all about setting a precedent, these emergency use powers. And for those of us that love the Constitution and believe it's the greatest political document ever written, the Constitution, which has a preference on checks and balances, independent judiciary, consent to the governed, a bottom-up style of government, we were always concerned that the pandemic was going to make people's appreciation for the constitutional system, put that on hold because they were told this is just a temporary suspension of our rights. Now, you know, we, we on this program, we give plenty of criticism towards, I would say, traditional libertarians. Is that fair to say? Yeah. But one thing I will agree with them on, especially, you know, Rand Paul, who I have a lot of respect for, and he's actually probably been the best senator on this stuff, I have to say. He said, you cannot give up your rights and expect to get them back under an emergency. And honestly, this is something Republicans have been so awful at. Republicans, whether it be the Patriot Act, which is now being used against American citizens, whether it be the weaponization of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, many of these agencies, many of these different weapons that are being used by the administrative medical state were actually created and voted for by Republicans. And the precedent of having just an emergency, don't worry, you'll get, you'll get all that. You'll, you'll be able to have your life back. Meanwhile, I'm not able to travel to New, York, to New York City because I refuse to get this vaccine. And the unvaccinated workers in New York City, they now have a local vaccine mandate where Bill de Blasio says it will require children ages 5 to 11 to show proof of at least one vaccination dose. So let me get this straight. We have to go vaccinate children with what is looking like a leaky vaccine to try to prevent them from dying from a virus that they already were really not dying from at all. Is that right? Did I get that right? That we have to try to prevent deaths from something that actually we didn't need to prevent deaths from. Bill de Blasio says, get that shot. By 1214 for our youngest New Yorkers. Now, if only they had the same sort of propaganda push, the same sort of focus on people's vitamin D levels. And the reason why they never wanted to talk about ivermectin, vitamin D, azithromycin, aspirin, and even Regeneron. And Regeneron is not a prophylactic. But Regeneron is the most effective 
according to the data, innovative treatment that has come onto the scene, that is not something that you can just get in a prescription. Regeneron, you gotta, you have to get it administered to you. But the reason that they don't want to have a conversation about prophylactic measures, the reason they don't want to talk about how it's a pandemic of the untreated, not a pandemic of the unvaccinated, the reason they don't want to talk about natural immunity, which is the most obvious thing we should be talking about, is that as soon as people are equipped with the information that hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or azithromycin or Regeneron or aspirin or vitamin D, any of those things, any of those components could actually liberate you, all of a sudden, Bill de Blasio becomes far less important. All of a sudden, the roadmap of setting a precedent to establish a new baseline, that entire plan gets almost permanently interrupted. Understand they are using the virus to obliterate the Constitution. That the virus has always, the goal of the virus has always been to try to infect the natural rights the Constitution protects. That the gain-of-function research that was being done in Wuhan, China, of our own government funding it and Fauci lying under oath about it, the goal was always to try and weaken and destroy the immune system of the constitutional republic. They've tried every way they possibly can. Flows of millions of illegals coming across the southern border. We're going to talk about that later in the show. They've tried every single path they can. And the Constitution, which literally means contract or agreement, has always been the agreement, has always been the component that has slowed down the power grab, and they don't like that. They don't like the fact that the Constitution was not written for the times it was written to stand the test of time. And they have used the virus with their fear-mongering propaganda and not equipping you with the information that very well might empower you as a way to debase and destroy As of today, we're going to announce a first-in-the-nation measure. Our health commissioner will announce a vaccine mandate for private sector employers across the board. All private sector employers in New York City will be covered by this vaccine mandate as of December 27th. And another tape here, play cut five. He encourages vaccine mandates to squeeze down on people that are changing jobs to look for employers who are not requiring vaccines. Basically, we need to make your life miserable and impossible to exist in America unless you take a leaky vaccine that might hurt you. Play cut five. The fact that this is universal, and, and this would be my advice to mayors, governors, CEOs all over the country, use these vaccine mandates, and the more universal they are, the more likely employees will say, okay, it's time, I'm going to do this. Because you can't jump from one industry to another or one company to another. It's something that needs to be universal to protect all of us. Now, the media, of course, is acting as like defense attorneys for the vaccine industry. There's a couple really interesting stories that have developed, three in particular, that I want to cover in this segment, if we can get to all three of them. I'll start with this one. In the Netflix special, I'm not a Netflix fan at all, especially after they published that disgusting movie, Cuties. They came out, though, Netflix did, 
with a special called the Social Network. That was what it was called, right, Connor? The Social Network. And it was really well done until the end when it became super political. And basically they said, the reason why we can't confiscate your guns, the reason why we can't get rid of fossil fuels, the reason why we can't keep the borders open is because of the tech companies. I'm like, oh, maybe I like the tech companies. The what? Social Dilemma. I'm sorry. Yeah. Social Network, I think, might have been the one about um, – that was, that was the Zuckerberg one. Okay, the Social Dilemma. Thank you. And basically they were saying it's because of the tech companies – we can't do our massive power control. So let's regulate the tech companies, and then we can fight climate change and take your guns away and abolish the churches and all those other stuff. Now, but the first part of the film was super interesting because Tristan Harris was making this argument that the people that have developed the tech themselves, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, the developers and the CEOs that are very involved in the rolling out and the management of these major tech companies, they do not use those products themselves, and they do not allow their children to use Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, because they, they know how dangerous they are. Now, if you go to Paris, or if you go to Rome, you will see a sign that says this exact same thing. You might even find it in a good Italian household in New Jersey, in the kitchen. There's this expression, and it's true, never trust a skinny chef. Never trust a skinny chef. Now, what does that mean? That means that if you meet a chef who's really skinny, they're not eating their own food. <laughs> Which means maybe their food's not that good. Now, that that expression used all throughout the – and Paris arguably has the best food in the world. I don't know if that's still the case, but it probably is the most competitive restaurant seen on the planet, most Michelin star restaurants, is that – if you're going to be rolling something out and you're not using the thing you're trying to get people to use, you should be skeptical. If you're all of a sudden saying, hey, go buy this product. It's so amazing. You know, use it. The equivalent would be this. It'd be as if Mike Lindell from MyPillow, he, he used some other competitor's pillow or some other program. Never trust the skinny chef. So why are we pushing a vaccine where the CEO of the vaccine company isn't taking the vaccine? Never trust a skinny chef? We'll never trust the vaccine CEO that won't get the jab that he knows a lot about. Listen to Ugar Sahin, the CEO of BioNTech, and he admits... He has not taken the coronavirus vaccine because of legal reasons. Oh, because of legal reasons. Huh. Play cut 12. I have heard that you yourself have not taken the, uh, the vaccine yet. Why not? So I am, I am uh, legally not allowed to take the vaccine at the moment. We, of course, consider uh, to make that possible. It is more important for us that our co-workers and partners uh, get vaccinated. 
I don't understand that in the slightest. So for legal reasons, he can't get the vaccine? CNN wrote an article back in January saying that we're not allowed to take our own vaccine, but we found a way to make the vaccine available to our manufacturing teams. What law is that, Connor, exactly? That you get the exemption for your own vaccine? I thought this was a wonderful life-saving treatment. And he's now said the same on CNBC. So if the vaccine was so wonderful, why won't the CEO of BioNTech demand to be vaccinated? Change the law. He seems actually kind of happy about it, doesn't he? Smiling on the side of the street. The chief marketing officer for Pfizer said something super interesting. And again, if the media was not some sort of low IQ Praetorian guard for the vaccine companies, this would have been one of the biggest stories and would have launched legitimate investigative journalism. And by the way, where is the investigative journalism going into the vaccine companies? Oh, I know. James O'Keefe did that, and then he had his apartment stormed and raided by the FBI looking for a diary. If you dare cross the line, everybody, of Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, or Moderna, you are going in a direction that is the new permanent domestic war. Sahin argues that the law in force in Germany does not allow people to be vaccinated against COVID-19 because they're not included in the vaccine priority group. What? Does that make any sense to you? I don't know. Connor's going to look into that even more. And allegedly... Okay. All right, so let's go to cut three, though, where now the CMO of Pfizer is saying that other vaccines have caused death, but not Pfizer. Wait a second. So now you have the CMO of Pfizer saying that, oh, other vaccines are killing people. Again, if the media wasn't a Praetorian guard for the vaccine companies, then this would be a major story. Play cut three. Let me make it clear that when we're talking about the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, there have been no deaths have been reported to have occurred directly as a result of the vaccine and the vaccine alone. Okay? There have been deaths reported with other vaccines, and they're now beginning to look into the reasons for this. But I think that that really needs to be, be clarified. And he says, wait, other vaccines are actually causing people to die. And finally, the third story I wanted to get to kind of on this topic is one with Dana White. Dana White, being fully vaccinated, got COVID, and he says, I want to thank Dr. Joe Rogan after being COVID-free. Play cut 20. Today is day five, testing positive for COVID, and today, this morning at 9 o'clock, I tested negative. Thank you, Dr. Joe Rogan. Aaron Rodgers says the same thing who very well might win the Super Bowl this year. The Packers are looking really good. Isn't it interesting how the media is doing everything they can to try and suppress the Joe Rogan treatment? Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin. Play cut 21. 48 hours in, and I consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID, and I've been doing a lot of the stuff that he recommended 
in his podcasts and, you know, on the phone to me. And I'm going to have the best immunity possible now. Aaron Rodgers, Dana White, Joe Rogan. What if millions of Americans were actually properly exposed to this? And producer Andrew dug deeper into this guy uh, from the BioNTech, Ugar Sahin. And as of a couple months ago, he did get the vaccine. So just wanted to add that clarity to that. It's very confusing with all the different news articles out there. And yet we continue to push the vaccine. Cut one, General Vivek Murthy suggests that fully vaccinated and boosted Americans need to be masked indoors this Christmas. Play cut one. Uh, But if you do as many families did, you get vaccinated and boosted, you use testing judiciously before you gather, you gather in well-ventilated spaces and use masks Mm -hmm. whenever you can in public indoor spaces, your risk can be quite low and your holidays can be quite fulfilling. That's what so many families experienced this past Thanksgiving. And they never want to talk about natural immunity. They never want to talk about any of the treatments or supplements. Why are we still living under an emergency? Why are we still living under emergency use authorization? The answer is very clear. It's not about health. It's about control. It's not about saving lives. It's about changing civilizations. It is not about trying to protect the most vulnerable. It's trying to remake or reimagine the society we live in. It is a means to the end really should be called the Machiavelli virus. Nearly one-third of healthcare workers in the United States and those hospitals are still not vaccinated against COVID-19. Why are so many hospital workers skeptical of taking the vaccine? As I mentioned, I spent some time with some ER nurses who do a wonderful job here in Arizona. I said, hey, when you get a patient who has tested positive for the coronavirus, what's your protocol? And they said, well, first of all, no vitamin D shot, no ivermectin, no hydroxychloroquine, no aspirin, no azithromycin, none of that. They say that we'll hook them up maybe to an IV and remdesivir, Regeneron, or ventilator. Now, that's not every hospital in the country. I'm sure there's some wonderful hospitals doing a great job. But hospitals themselves are not even using some of these treatments that very well could have reduced or turned the corner of the curve. But we must understand that the ruling class, they want and some of them need this pandemic to continue as is. They need the hysteria, the crisis, because it benefits them. Once they have power, you think they're going to give it up? Meanwhile, we have unvaccinated people in Australia who are being denied life-saving surgery because they didn't want to take the coronavirus vaccine. Play cut two. Of course, a bitter pill to swallow this morning for the unvaccinated. Queenslanders needing life-saving surgery. It's been revealed that patients will be denied that procedure unless they're fully vaccinated. Many say they're not anti-vax, they're just fearful of the side effects. That policy won't be re-evaluated until February next year. 
denied access to life-saving treatment if you don't take the vaccine. That might not actually work. But Fauci says, oh, no, no, no. The reason why they're not working is because the vaccine was directed towards the original Wuhan strain, which, of course, is why they say we need booster shots. We're going to need dozens of these. What a great annuity structure that the vaccine companies have designed. Play cut six. Is that the vaccines that we are distributing now in the United States and throughout the world are directed against the original ancestral Wuhan strain? Not what we're dealing with now, but what's interesting is the anti the anti-malarial potential treatments. They transcend those lines, don't they? It always should have been about early treatment, and it never was. And it is starting to get out more and more. And the reason why they don't want that is that early treatments, we might not have had mass mail-in voting. I want one pro-vaccine person to come on the show and tell me and explain to me why vaccinated English adults under 60 are dying at twice the rate of unvaccinated people the same age. Alex Berenson. Can anyone explain that to me? Can anyone explain the rise in myocarditis? Unexplained deaths. Can anyone explain to me when we do our events, our Turning Point USA campus events, and I ask the audience, how many of you have personally experienced from a friend or a family member an adverse event or death, a serious adverse event or death with the vaccine, and nearly every single hand goes up? Do we have one of those pictures, Connor, from Tucson? Remember, sort of, not really. It's so incredible. According to Korea, or is this Korea? No, Hong Kong. I'm sorry. One in 2,680 young men have developed acute myocarditis and pericarditis in adolescence in Hong Kong. One in 2,680. And Fauci has come out and has admitted that the boosters are not even for Delta. And so if you feel confused and uncertain, it's by design. They are trying to make the state a default setting for all Americans to go to. I'm here to tell you that there is a wealth of information and knowledge and potential wisdom to equip you with the information necessary to equip yourself to be able to fight back against the nonstop propaganda campaign of these drug companies that were no good to begin with, and they saw their opportunity the same way the war companies saw their opportunity with the Iraq war to go bomb villages that were never going to go to go rebuild bridges after we bombed them. The vaccine companies, they licked their chops, and they saw their multi-trillion dollar moment. Why are we still living under an emergency? Answer, because the ruling class remains powerful and profitable while regular muscular Americans are crushed. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.